Okay, podcast number one. I haven't even got my headphones in. I've literally gone on my voice memos. I press record and I'm going to upload it and I'm going to try and put it on Spotify. So welcome to my podcast. Um, I guess the point of this is to sort of do my dissertation, which is due in less than two weeks. And I haven't done enough of it, basically. I don't want to announce how little I've done because my supervisor, I don't know, she might be listening. Don't think she is. But um, yeah, you know, I'm going to do my diss. And along the way, I'll tell you what it's about. You know, actually, I'll give you a brief overview. I do biochemistry. And in biochemistry, there are proteins and they are small. It's not like meat protein. That might make you sound, me think you're dumb. I don't think you're dumb. But basically, when you eat uh, a burger, that is a got protein in it. This protein is made up of amino acids. Everyone knows amino acids. We did UCSDs. So that's a chain. And the chain gets folded up and it gets folded up. I am looking... Oh, yeah, sorry. Then these amino acids, when you take them into your body, they get broken down into tiny little pieces. And our body uses that to make proteins that it needs for cells to function. One or eight of these proteins are something's called inhibitors of apoptosis proteins. Basically, apoptosis is a cell death. It's programmed cell death, so it happens for a reason. Maybe the cell's diseased, um, the DNA is damaged. It needs to die. There's no other way. It has to be killed. So these proteins inhibit apoptosis. And that kind of made me realise, why would you want to inhibit apoptosis? But I can answer that question, just thought of it. In um, cancer cells um, proliferate and they, they divide, they divide, they divide. That's how a tumour grows because lots of cells have divided and apoptosis would kill these cells. But if there are little things called inhibitors of apoptosis preventing these tumour cells from being killed, you could target these inhibitors and switch them off. And therefore in apoptosis would not be inhibited anymore which could be used to treat cancer cell growth so it could be used to treat tumors that's the introduction to my dis hope you get it so right now what i'm doing is i'm writing my introduction which basically means i need to explain since it's the inhibitors of apoptosis right now i'm just focusing on apoptosis so i'm defining it um I've just sort of said what it is, kind of how I explained it to you, but not really. Uh, apoptosis, blah, blah. But now I need to... What should I do? Yeah, the whole point of this is that it's going to be a lot of me not speaking. That's going to be really fun. But you know what? I think it might actually help me. So, inhibitors of apoptosis. They can inhibit apoptosis in two ways. Now, one of the ways is to inhibit the caspases. Yeah, because caspases are needed for apoptosis. They're just these little things that kill parts of the cell that are needed for it to survive. So if caspases are killing parts of the cell that need the cell to survive, then the cell's going to die. And then the inhibitors of apoptosis stop the caspases and they're like no you cannot kill these parts of the cells so apoptosis is inhibited and the cell can survive 
So I've just looked at, I've started with saying how caspases do apoptosis. So how these caspases are activated. There's two phases, um, different types of caspases, some that initiate the other caspases. Wow, I feel like I, I want to explain it more. But also, I feel like with my dissertation, there's definitely something to do with copyright. And I can't put too much of the information out there until it's published. So I'm trying to do it general. And I'm not trying to tell everyone, because I don't know who might be listening and might be writing the same exact diss, and then they'll steal all my work, and then I get arrested. <laughs> okay, moving on. There's the caspases. But now I'm about to start um, some of the IAPs. Actually, I haven't even said this. Wait, I've said IAPs regulate apoptosis by directly or indirectly inhibiting caspases. So that's my bit that I've said about caspases. Now I need to say, furthermore, some IAPs also can lead to apoptosis in other ways. So they can also ubiquitinate them. And you know what? I don't even think I'll, I'm not even going to try and explain ubiquitination because I don't even think I get it but we're having a new ubiquitination night come join me ubiquitin station okay that was my interlude I should have done ubiquitin nation do 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 right second part now yes one two labeling proteins for ubiquitination so, furthermore, some IAP members have the ability to label substrates. Label is not the right word, but I've highlighted I need to change that with ubiquitin and subsequently make them a target. So now I need to say, right, identify which IAPs can ubiquitinate. Oh, no, actually, I won't do that. I'm not going to do that because I'm going to do that later. That's the whole point of my later bit. So, say what ubiquitination is um, yeah I just need to say the process of it which I know because I always look at what it is because I never get it so I need to mention E1 E2 and E3 enzymes what have I put down here now I need a part about how IAPs can label things yeah cool that's what we're doing now what is ubiquitination? How does it work? Yeah, I could add a diagram. I don't know if I'm going to do these diagrams, but it's great to say I could do it. Um, bring it back into the end how IAPs inhibit caspases and introduce the fact that you're going to talk about in more detail. Cool, so I am going to start on ubiquitination. Let's find a paper about it. Cool. I'm just going to close all the tabs from the old bit. I love closing tabs when I'm done. Um, it's very... I won't, I won't use that word, not that word. It's very reckless. I'll say it's reckless because if I'm starting a new paragraph, if I didn't get the citation before from the other thing that I used, that's my loss. I don't like sitting here with like 80 tabs open. One of my housemates doesn't shut any tabs at all so his laptop must be really really slow I remember once it was broken and I was like oh just restart it turn it off and on again he's like no I'll lose all my tabs and I was actually like wow imagine imagine doing that like imagine trying to find a word and then going back through all the old tabs no not for me I just find another way another word anyway right 
ubiquitination. Thing is, you can say ubiquitination or ubiquitilation. Yeah, I don't think I said either of them right. Ubiquitin. I don't want it to do with autophagy, which I'm also probably saying wrong. Okay, um, apoptosis. Oh, that's the thing. It's not actually directly linked to apoptosis, so I need to look at it through inhibitors of apoptosis process. Because the way in which apoptosis happens is, as I said, the only definition way, the textbook way, is through the caspases. Because the caspases, just think of them as scissors. They're going up to pr like anything in the cell. Well, not anything, but most things. And chopping them up so that the cell can't function anymore. That's what's leading to programmed cell death. But in my IAPs, they do it also in another way. Because, let me think. Yeah, they, if they ubiquitinate protein, just imagine adding a block, like adding a flag onto a person. And that flag is saying, kill me. And then something comes along and kills it. That is what ubiquitination is. So that indirectly leads to apoptosis, but it's not really that direct. So therefore, I need to look at IAP. Uh, how do I look at this? Ubiquitination and then apoptosis. Let's see if anything comes up. I'm just going to read this abstract. Okay. So it's the ring finger of the IOPs, which is just a part of the protein, uh, a domain, if you will, that has E3 ubiquitinized ligase activity. I might start a little, because uh, I'm doing my main diff on Word, but I've recently discovered one note, which is really good for like rough notes. Okay, ubiquitin. Um, I have a folder that's literally my dissertation and I love it. I can just really just type anything and you can really easily move pictures in. I really wonder if anyone would actually listen to this. I don't think I'd listen to it back. I'm literally just sat in my room talking to myself. I'm definitely not getting that much work done. Is there any point in doing this? I don't know. We'll do one. We'll do one. <laughs> I'm actually insane. No, I'll wait for that. Anyway, okay. Found another paper. IAPs, that's what we like. Where did I read that IAP? Maybe I'll go back to the original paper. Blanco and Blanco. Oh no, that wasn't even a real paper. I know that I just got that off Science Direct and took ages to find the book, but I can't even access the whole book. I have to like go to a library. Maya, don't do that again. It makes it hard yourself. Uh, no, okay. Okay, 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 okay. So IAP's function is E3 ligases. Most importantly, IAP's control ubiquitin. Oh, I don't know what this stuff means. Okay. Apoptosis, cool. IAP's represent a group of regulators. They are known to uh, regulate caspases, which is what we've talked about. We, me it's now clear that they function as arbiters of diverse biological processes. Most commonly, IPs control ubiquitin-dependent signaling events that regulate this these pathways. 
maybe I'm slightly missing the point then. Maybe they don't target things to lead to apoptosis. IAPs therefore thereby function as E3 ligases. Okay. This in turn modulates signal process through the protein. Okay, wait. IAPs also contain an UB associated domain, binding poly UB chains. Really interesting new gene, ring domain. This is suddenly got so confusing. I know the Burr domains are to do with caspases. That's fine. Ring, a post IAPs, what's a carrier? Right, apoptosis regulatory IPs also carry a ring finger that provides them with E3 ligase activity, promoting the transfer. Okay, do they all have the ring finger? I didn't think they did. Let's see which ones do have a ring finger. Ring, 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 please, your mama on the phone. Okay, so quite a lot of them do have a ring finger, but the only ones that don't are Surviving and Bruce. No, that's wrong. Yeah, yeah, so that one doesn't have one. I think that is, oh, that's NAIP. So Bruce, doesn't actually say Bruce, but a lot of them have a ring, but not all of them. So I don't know how you can say they also carry. Um, This is nice. So now it's telling me how ubiquitination happens. Ubiquitins covalently attached to proteins. Those, these, 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 and these. Yes, that's good. Nice little step by step. I went step by step. E3s confer substrate specificity by bringing. Okay, I'm going to make these bullet points when I'm in my notes. If I just like start copying and pasting text, I need to definitely bullet point it. It makes it so much easier to read. Okay, so I've got my step-by-steps of what ubiquitination actually happens. E3s, I'm just going to say bring ubiquitin load E2 to target subjects. And promote the formation of an isopeptide linkage between carboxytamine thing. Ubiquitin can be conjugated with a single moiety or chain, so it can either be it can be mono ubiquitinated or poly. I'll just put ub. Uh, la 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 la. Right. So now, when this um, flag gets added, or the ubiquitin, as I said. It is the 26S proteasome that recognises it, which is just literally a silly way. I don't even know why it's called that, but it's just a protein that will recognise the flag. Call me what you want, call me what you need. 
So, degradation will happen by the recognition by the 26S thingy. Okay, so as it's sitting CIAP, needs to be activated for this to happen. That's quite important. I don't even think I've mentioned that. Um, that's not my right one. Let's get to my proper dissertation up. When looking at each of these, big note here need to say that this happens when the IAPs are activated slash apoptosis signals. Where is it apoptosis signals? Um, when You know what this will be? I'm not going to do any promo. I'm not even going to put this on my food account. If people find this, people find it. Just a girl, a student, it's me, writing a dissertation, not even really having a fluid transcript. I didn't do English, I really shouldn't try and speak like that. <sighs> Just having a sip of my water. Doesn't taste nice, it tastes like plastic. Thing is, I don't want to go too into like apoptosis because my decision is not about apoptosis. I'm just giving the background. So I might slow this bit, slow this train down a bit. This ubiquitination train. I could literally just leave it that. Furthermore, IAP members have the ability to label substrates with ubiquitin and subsequently make them a target for degradation. I might just write a bit about what ubiquitination is. Um, ubiquitin is a small protein that, when covalently attached to substrate that okay that makes a substrate uh, a target for degradation by the oh I literally wrote that already silly me I literally wrote Label substrates with ubiquitin and subsequently make them a target of degradation by the 26S protease. So, I need to say, I think I need to talk about E1, E2, E3, and then say where the IAPs are, E1, E2, or E3. Okay, this process involves activating enzymes, or E1. And this is important, I talk about this quite a lot in the disc, so I need to be introducing it quite nicely here in a very, very clear way because this process is horrible. And ubiquitin protein ligases. E3s are responsible for loading.
linking together ubiquitin loaded uh, linking together e2s charged with ubiquitin to target substrates E3s are responsible for linking together E2s charged with ubiquitin. That's too many like little bits inside. I wanted to say that E1 was involved. I want to get it all in one sentence, but I can't. So E3s are responsible for linking together E2s charged with ubiquitin to target substrates by... step of the order that it happens. So cool, the E1 enzyme the E1 enzyme forms a bioester linked complex between a cysteine residue in right the site of E1 forms thyroster complex between a cysteine residue in the active site of E1. Well, oh, I should just kind of make this a, a YouTube video. better thing to do than like when your dissertation is due in two weeks start a youtube channel or like start uploading things again i'm not being funny i might actually charge my camera yeah 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 what time what am i doing tomorrow thursday i have a meeting in the morning yeah i'm doing it it's happening i'm charging the camera tell me what you want Tell me what you need, anything you want, I'll be on the way. Right, here's my camera that I bought. My dad buys for me, and then I never really make videos. It's been a year. I can't believe I still say that. Cha cha. There's a funny story behind that. Oh, okay, cool. Let's charge the battery for my camera. And then I will have one episode of a podcast that no one will listen to. Shit, where's the battery? Oh, I took it out. That's quite smart. Or, yeah, I took out the battery. I thought, like, if you don't take out batteries, maybe it will, like, melt your camera or something. I didn't want the camera, the battery to get like corroded. Smart of me. Okay, cool. Let's charge this baby. Cool. Right. Well, 
guess I'll record tomorrow. I'm going to take my... So I've got a meeting at 10, 9, 10, and I'm presenting. I'm presenting a viva. Um, it's basically a presentation about my dissertation um, to a group of people. It's not actually my real viva, it's just what I did for the viva and now I'm showing other people. And then I could go into uni, do like three hours, probably more. I'd hope it would be more. Um, and then I could go to the gym and they'll come home and make a gusto meal. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Anyway, thanks for listening. See you. Bye.